Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to episode number 14 of series 3 of the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepard. Oh shit, I knew <laughs> you've not got one. I knew you didn't have oh, one. fuck Ben Leatherface. It's got to I be, I didn't even think it? about Ben Leatherface. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. Now the idea is it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we pick a film for one of us to watch and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. Now the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All of you at home can. All you have to do is watch along with the film and then come and join us every Thursday to hear what we thought. This week's film has been picked by Jack and Ben for me and it is the classic that is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But... As always on the Sofa Cinema Club, before we get into talking about that, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Big news straight off, Jack. Yeah. The Taj. I've sold the Taj. What would you price the Taj as? I put it on for like 50 quid. <laughs> I know Ben's like, no Are way. Fucking <laughs> joke. People bidded, I guess. Right. No instruction manual. 6,000 pieces. 140 quid. Two questions. One, do they know it's not made? Yes. They know it's a pile of bricks. Two, how much is it new? This is the thing. They've stopped making it now. They've discontinued it, so you can't get it anymore. But when you could get it, I think it cost me about 400 quid, 450 quid. So, I mean, it was expensive. It was an expensive piece of kit. It's a collector's item. It should be an antiques roadshow. Have you got this personally Mm. insured? (laughs) (laughs) But I have said, look, all the pieces are there, to the best of my knowledge. There must be some that have... Under the sofa in the old house. Yeah, there must must have been. But, yeah, 6,000 pieces, good luck. It's gone. 150 notes. 140, but yeah. It's good, isn't it? Very good. I'm going to get yeah. some shit Lego and say it's the Taj. <laughs> <laughs> How's he going to know until he builds it? <laughs> what is it? Wembley Stadium, 400 quid. It's in pieces. There might be some missing. Which bits are missing? All of it. The whole stadium. <laughs> it's the Wembley bit. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking complete con, that. Next time you get into Lego, I think your task should be to build a Lego Sofa Cinema Club poster. So build build the sofa, build me, build you, build Ben. I, they brought out the Colosseum recently, <laughs> and I was going to get that. But that's not, that's 9,000 pieces. Can you imagine Eventually, that? they're going to bring out something which is actually build the fucking thing. Yeah. To be fair, I might build my extension out of Lego at the house because I think it'd be quicker <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> I think it would be quicker, easier, and definitely cheaper. Do you know what, though? If you want it, if you came along, you went, ooh, I fancy a window. You just chop it apart, <laughs> put a window in. Like Minecraft. <laughs> James May did that, didn't he? They built a house out of Lego and lived in it. Did they? Who did? James May. Did he? Yeah, I've watched a show on it. It's like a proper Channel 4 show, that, isn't it? Like the house made out of Lego. <laughs> Coulson, your week? My week, um, been very, very 
is it mundane? Is that the word? Mundane. Mundane's interesting yeah. though. <laughs> it's been very that real. It's typical, you know, lockdown really. Oh, Just, not this again. I know, I know, and I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not as. I'm not as down and in the dumps. But it, but it's boring me. I mean, yeah, we know it's boring. Now it's boring saying it's boring. I, and I'm just saying <laughs> I haven't got that much to do. The most dramatic thing is probably, obviously, Ben's away from home. I'm here, and the taps won't work in the bathroom. So I've had to ring him and say, "I know you're away, but we're gonna have a plumbing bill. You're gonna have to pay arms on." <laughs> so is it just continuous water now? Is it flooded? No, I can turn it off, but I I can only turn it off. So I can't turn it on. How do you turn it off if it if you can't turn it on? Okay, yeah, well done, Jack. So we've seen through his fucking web there, haven't we? <laughs> Trying to sting me for builders' bills. There's fucking nothing wrong with it. We've got a hot tap and we've got a cold tap. You turn the hot tap and it goes, pss, 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 runs and stops. And then you turn the hot tap more to turn it on. And it turns it off. Ah. And you turn it back and it spits and stops and then you can turn it off. So each way you turn it full turns it off and there's just nothing in between. Uh, cold shower. It was this morning, but I think tonight I'm going to venture into the ensuite. I've never been in there before. Oh, you have been in there. Don't fucking give I've me that not. bollocks. I know, you've, I know the fucking shampoo... I go in there and the toothbrush is missing. You fucking <laughs> don't use any products. Tonight, I think I'm going to have to, and it's going to be lovely. He's got all this expensive shower gel. I think, I think I'm going to have a great night. Sm- <laughs> you know, smelling like me. It's a, it's a minute. You've got a minute in there. Wash your parts and get out. <laughs> Wash your <laughs> Don't get water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think that is what I'm going to have yeah. to do. Unless the plumber that I've rang calls me back. But um, yeah, that is that's as exciting as my week gets. So completely thrilling, Ben. As I said last week, it's an audio podcast, but you've got a new hat, haven't you? <laughs> got a new hat from Hebden Bridge. Some lads made it. Bit cold. My ears got a bit cold <laughs> uh, when I was walking the dog. It's Leeds United colours. Well, I didn't buy it because of that. I bought it because I like the hat. Well, but, but I suppose no one said that to me though down here. Hey, there you go, Leeds United. No clue. <laughs> Never heard of Leeds. What's Leeds? What is it? Is it a place? Never heard of Leeds, Danny. I've never heard of it. So I got out. You mean cables? <laughs> I got out. Um, got a new fridge. It's a nice fridge as well. I haven't had a new fridge. We've never had a new fridge. Always uh, old fridge. Got a new fridge. You opened the doors. The old fridge was shitty, crappy, eight years old, tiny fridge. Got this bigger fridge. Opened the doors, straight off dented it. <laughs> Oh. Straight onto the fucking, <laughs> straight onto the other bit of uh, kitchen I hadn't taken out. Bash! Great, there we go. New fridge dented. <laughs> You'll have to put like a drawing over the dent. Or <laughs> yeah, I put I did some of the homeschool work. Sticker it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else has happened? Um, oh, got st- stuck in the petrol station. What do you mean? So you've got a new car. Well, it's, it's second hand, but it's newish. It's new to me. Because I have to do a lot of driving. And I, and I was like, oh, okay. Great, great. And I just need it to go and get there, really. Yeah, Not like yeah, you, yeah, Shep. Yeah. You need the old Dukes of Hazard. You need the old air to be. Yeah, I'm a bit old now. So I need something to just get in. Ooh, potter, potter. Anyway, so there I was. And you, <laughs> it's all electric and all that kind of business. Ooh, I think I'll pull up to the petrol station because we're going back to work, aren't we? I've got a long drive. Pull up to the petrol station. Press the petrol cap and press the petrol cap and press the petrol cap. Oh, it's not opening. <laughs> Everyone looking at you like you fell. Come on, open it. Come on. <laughs> press the petrol cap. And then I'm losing my fucking shit here. It's not released. It's locked. Right. It's not opened. So I'm like, press the petrol cap. No, fuck. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just bash it. Zing, opens. Fill it up. Of course, then it doesn't shut. I've broken it. Or something. Oh. So I've got to go back to the garage and go. Couldn't fill it up. Oh, what a Petra, pain. And you know they're going to look at you and go, ooh, what? What like this? Just open it and what, press like it. What like this? <laughs> yeah. It's because I've never had a car with an electric thing on it, have I? I've had one. Yeah. I'm like, they didn't have those in my day. No, you just push them. push them and open it and you nick everyone else's yeah. petrol in the road, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Those guys' days are gone. 
It's all off. I need an electric car. I need to plug it in. Full on. It's rock and roll week then, isn't it? We have such exciting lives. Thank goodness people tune in for this for a bit of fun. (laughs) I'm sure they can all relate. Yeah. Everyone has sold a Taj. Yes. Everyone's had a broken bathroom. And everyone's had new car issues. Do we need to talk about the elephant in the room? Oh, we do. We do. Call some fillers in. So, um... We have a little like Sofa Cinema Club group chat, don't we, with um, podcast producers and u- us in it. Um, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> all of our investors. <laughs> it's rare that we speak in it, so I go, oh, Ben's put a message in. And it's from the Sofa Cinema Club Instagram account. And it is Hannah who won the competition <laughs> for the Mickey Mouse at Christmas time. Remember that, Jem. <laughs> who said, hiya, lads. <laughs> I'm getting a bit concerned. It's February. As <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's not arrived yet. So Ben puts it in the group chat with an emoji and the whole responsibility of Mickey being posted is on our head of admin at the Sofa Cinema Club, which is my mum. <laughs> we pied it onto you. Because we'd all gone for Christmas. We pied it to you. You pied it to your mum, head of admin. <laughs> and she didn't do she it. She lied to you. And she told me she'd done it, didn't I, yes. Ben? Didn't she I say, oh, I spoke to my mum, she's posted that thing today. And he went, oh, that, that's she, great. She even said she queued up. <laughs> what else has she lied about? But we've, we've had it from her today. We've had proof. We've had a picture of it in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Queuing. At the post office. She did. Yeah. She took a picture of the thing they give you, don't they? Proof of posting. Unfortunately, it's going to be the first Sofa Cinema Club sacking, isn't it? No, 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 no. You've got three strikes. you got three strikes. Come on, we can't do the admin. <laughs> <laughs> she, she won't. She won't. Like, what we'll do, what we'll do, we'll have an appraisal, won't we? You have those once a month, don't you, in a job. We'll sit her down and we'll say, what, what do you think happened and this is what happened. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> the grinning emoji. Ooh, didn't send it. Ooh. She didn't answer the phone, though. She didn't. And I rang her to find out what was going on. And my dad had said to me, oh, yeah, it's been sat in lounge for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, she told me she'd posted it. And he went, yeah, I asked what it was. And she went, oh, I was meant to post that. I've told him I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. Your dad throws your mum straight under the bus, head of admin. Head of parcel force throws her under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Not my problem. It's your mum. <laughs> oh, it's head of admin. <laughs> it's head of job. admin. Not, but don't look at me. I'm operations. Well, it's on its way. So, Hannah... Hopefully you get it in time for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night. Well, we've got a little thing, haven't we? You know when you say it, the beauty of our film club is anyone can join in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't. We had a little sticky <laughs> moment, didn't we? Jack texted me and went, ooh, 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 can't, you can't ooh. watch it. You can't join in on this one. Well done, lads. You're doing a film podcast of a film no one can see. And there is a reason for that, is there? Is it Has it been bought? Is that the idea behind that? I guess they've just not released it anywhere, haven't they? On like a streaming network. I think it was. I think it was taken off. I can imagine it's a film they all buy back or put on streaming round about Halloween. Yeah. And they've taken it off. They made room for something else. But it's not on anything. We found it. Where did we find it? Vimeo. That was a bit awkward. So not everyone can join. But I'm sure everyone can relate to what the film is. Yeah. A lot of people were saying it was a film that they had fond memories of or bad memories of sort of thing. Yeah. So um, who's going to start us off with a synopsis? Ben can have a go. Ben can have a go. So I'm going to make it super quick. Kids in the middle of nowhere in a bus... All together, stop off at a petrol station. I'm going to try and retrace this lad's uh, ancestors. They own this house from years ago. Uh, they're going to run out of petrol, so they decide to visit this house, and then they all get killed apart from one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Creepy person in the house wears people's skin as a face. So, this film, 1970. Four. Ben, how old are you? Thirty-four. <laughs> I was born. I was three. 
So, so you didn't watch it? I watched <laughs> it, but only half of it. I didn't see the end till I was five. Um, really hard to go and see this film initially. Banned, X-rated. What's X-rated then, Ben? Is that more? Is that worse than R-rated? Yeah, X was like. Um, so they'd actually advertise in the cinema. Triple X is porn. Yeah. X-rated was bad, but it was a kind of. It was essentially a way of very quickly saying this is bad it's an x so you didn't have a chance to get in when you were younger to an x it wasn't like they even gave you a kind of it's 18 or over it was like it's x no chance right okay so anything that was dead violent loads of sex or anything like that was an x and actually it was a really good way of if it was a horror you working out how bad it was because if it was an x you're like god it must be bad it's it's an x and if you'd seen an ex, you were like, oh, Jimmy saw an ex. His mum rented it and he just watched it at night or whatever. Yes. Hard to get to see. And this was famous. So I don't think I will have seen it till probably the mid 80s from the video shop. Now, you know, it might seem a bit dated to you, Colson, but at the time, it's got a very strong, realistic nature to it. The first time you saw it then. Did you find it scary? Yeah, shit scary. Jack? No, I didn't. There'll have probably been 20 years between you watching it for the first time since Ben. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have seen it in the 90s, something like so, that. So, you know, Ben saw it 10 years after it was released. You've seen it 30 years <coughs> after I've seen it 50 yeah. years. But also, you've got to remember, it wasn't like you'd seen loads and loads of horrors like that. There's a man with someone else's face as skin carving people up in a house, which looks like a home movie. Because mm. there was a lot of things as well going around at that time of like, I spit on your grave, uh, the evil dead, like video nasties. There was a lot of that. And video nasties are what? That's that homemade... Homemade, banned, hard to get, really violent. It was the time, if you've got to imagine, when video came out and a video shop came out, it was camcorder stuff bit like a Blair Witch, which was tricking you into it feeling slightly... So all the movies before that had been quite, I suppose, on the whole, they're quite conventional, aren't they? And then you get into the 70s, where it gets all a bit more raw. Even Scorsese's shooting a bit more raw, a bit more street. Mm. And then horror went that way. Low budget, but but then you're like, this feels a bit like someone's walking around with a camcorder here. And a bit, so that was an an extra element. If you take it as a film now, it probably it, it's not got that. But I remember seeing it, and I remember thinking, "Shutting myself." Is is that real? Yeah. Well, it was a real chainsaw. He was going after him with the chainsaw. <laughs> he was. Well, that's fucking mental. Because he absolutely legs it with that chainsaw. He's good with it, isn't he? So, I mean, the premise of the film is they turn up in in the van they're sort of driving through texas it's an american road trip isn't it yeah. yeah i've never seen blair witch project but when i was in school that was the film yeah like and i'm not you know you two both know this i think probably the audience know this i'm not a horror fan yeah yeah how did you watch this one course well on the laptop with it on my lap at night at night yeah we'll go into it but i did not find it scary but i think that bit that it does is Blair Witch Project, when you're kids, when you get to that sort of 15, 16 age, mm. it's then all about drinking in the woods rather than playing football with your mates through the day. And that's what Blair Witch Project is. Yeah. Whereas Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that road trip sort of thing, which is what you want to do. So straight away it is relatable, isn't it, I guess? So yeah, they're in this van and one of them... Um is tr- trying to show like where he grew up or something like that, isn't he? Like, yeah, uh, they're going back sort of to the old town where they're all what in that um, oh, what do you call it a abattoir, and they had houses. Yeah. It seems like while they're driving past, they're going to revisit this house which was abandoned, which was one of his relatives. Yeah, it's, it's his grandfather's, isn't it? His dad owns. Yeah. Is he called Tristan? Franklin. Franklin, the, the one in the wheelchair, who's really fucking annoying. <laughs> Have you noticed that? He's frightened. The opening scene, it's him getting out the van and he's trying to have a piss, isn't it? Yeah. And then he falls over and he's sort of annoyed with that guy for him falling over. 
And it's like, well, you fell over, you dickhead. So what? What? <laughs> what I saw watching it the first time was that Franklin, one of the girls, is his sister. Yeah, yeah. They're not his friends. And they grew up there because she, or they visited, didn't they? She relates about them. And it, it's, it's a grandparent's house, yeah. isn't it? And it kind of is that story of, well, let's go back and see. But my brother's got to come along because, you know, he's he's got to. And one thing that I think it did well was those early shots all being in the van. It kind of, like, because of that camcorder feel, made you feel like you were in the van, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. Like you were on that road trip with them. And it, you know, it didn't take long to get an understanding that Franklin didn't fit in and that the others were couples and all they wanted to do was get away with each other, do a bit of honky conky on a road trip. But What's they had. Honky conky. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Is that with a nose? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what honky to say. Honky conky. Honky hanky panky. <laughs> Hello. Can we have a bit of honky conky? Uh, so basically, they don't they don't want Franklin there, do they? No. He keeps pulling out the penknife to clean his nails. Yeah. You're a bit like, what are you doing? Yeah, weirdo. This leads to my next question for you two. Yeah. So I've talked about this a lot. Sofa Cinema Club road trip. Yeah. I've talked about it with Wild Hogs, and now I'm going to talk about it with Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. So we're in our VW Beetle. We're having a great time. Mm. Do you pick a hitchhiker up? No, you don't. <laughs> yes, hold on, hold on, though. No, you don't, if you're in a horror movie. But in the 70s, you would do. If you're in planes, trains and automobiles, you probably might. In the 70s, you would do. That was a thing. Actually, when this film came out, the crime rate in Texas went down 20% because people stopped picking up <laughs> Did you know wow. that? I love that. I love that. Yeah. Stat. That's one thing I'd love to know, actually. If we've got any listeners that are older than us and were around when... I mean, I think it was more of an American thing, but if anyone has any tales of picking up a hitchhiker, please do share them. I hitchhiked. <laughs> ben, that's how Ben gets from Bath to Manchester every week. <laughs> from... Newcastle to London, and I got picked up by a lad who rescues cars, and he'd been in the army, and he said, I'll take you to London, but you've got to come and rescue this car with me. <laughs> so he said, put that jacket on so you don't get run over. Middle of the M- M1 or something, there's me helping to rescue this woman in a car, then she sat in between us. We drove her home and dropped a car off, and he dropped me in London. Did you have a sign that said London? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't get it. It's like, how come... It was a thing then, and it's just unheard of now. You can't. I ha, I've seen it in my lifetime. I haven't mm. seen. Coaches it. got cheaper, cars got cheaper. Everyone got a car. I didn't have a car, and also it's quick. I thought it, it was something that would would obviously catch on better in America than the UK because of the size. So if you saw someone at the side of the road, you were thinking, "Well, I'm driving for seventeen hours." Yeah. How far has he got to get? Yeah. So you'd say, where are you off? And then when he'd say, well, I'm off there, and you were like, that's 11 hours, and it's on the way. But also they set up that so, feeling of those kids are like, sort of, free love kids. Young, naive, want adventure. Want adventure, exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, if I was in America on a road trip and I saw a hitchhiker and I was with my best mates, I'd probably be on the page of, fuck it, let's do it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to make the trip different, isn't it? Especially in the middle of Texas. But would you, would you have looked at him, Colson? And driven off. Not him. Not him. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have gone past, put the winner down. I go, hey mate. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> just kept going. Because that happened a couple of times to me. I'd run up to the window and they drive off. Oh, <laughs> but you'd look at him and you'd go, they pick him up and it straight off. You're thinking that's a bad do there. Well, you don't know until he's in the van, though, do you? Describe to us, Jack, what they pick up. Then he looks like a sort of hippie guy, doesn't he? That yeah. long sort of hair, and I thought he had that sort of vibe about him. Franklin pulls out this blade, doesn't he? This <laughs> he's always knife. Clean his bloody fingernails. Yeah, and then this hitchhiker goes, "Oh, let's have a look at your knife," and sort of like grabs it, and then it's like that awkward. Mm, okay, so then he's got the knife, and then he cuts himself, doesn't he? But loves it. Yeah, it's very odd. And he's at one end of the van. And they're at the other. I mean, I do like the way it's filmed. There are some nice shots in this. Even though you don't really think about it, there's some very clever stuff. All these kids together in one shot, and they're all going to die. 
And then he burns that photo and it's almost like a curse, isn't it? Yeah, it was odd that. Because he, he took a picture on a Polaroid and that, then went to charge $2 for it. And, you know, they, they refused to buy it. Which actually, having bought my father a Polaroid camera for Christmas, I can tell you that $2 for a Polaroid's a fair is, fucking price. It is, it is, yeah. They are expensive. So I went to Hannah, my sister, for Christmas. And I said, I've sorted that out. We knew what we were getting him. And I said, I've got him Polaroids. They're not exp- as expensive as I thought. And she went, really? I went, yeah, I bought, I bought 1200 She went, really? I went, yeah, I've got two packs of 600 1200 Anyway, they came and like the film that they're on, 600 I've only got eight. It was four colour and it was four colour, four black and white. But they were like 600 film. And it was like 30 quid yeah. for eight yeah, Polaroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. But Polaroids were massive, Coulson. I mean, I know you roll around with your with your phone now and it's like selfie, selfie, selfie. Selfie food, selfie on the loo, selfie swimming, selfie in my bathroom, selfie. But in those days, one, you took a photo, you didn't fucking see it till you went to Boots six weeks later and went, well, that was shit. They were all shit. They're all shit or they're all of the sand. Or that you kept them. <laughs> But so anyway, they've taken this photo. He's got a bit weird because he said two dollars for the photo, and and Franklin won't pay for the photo, will he? So he chucks some. I thought at first he was making a spliff, but he's not. He chucks some gunpowder in it and blows it up in the car, doesn't yeah. he? And they chuck him out, and he puts his bloody hand on the van, doesn't he? Like he's trying to write something, a marker. Yeah, and then. A bit like Ben earlier in the week, they go to fill it with fuel. <laughs> but their issue isn't that the fuel cap won't open. Their issue is that there's no fuel in this backwater place in Texas. Or is there? Ah, I never thought that. Oh, yeah. And they go, oh, we haven't got any gas. They don't give them any gas, do they? Yeah, but there is gas, isn't there? Yeah, of course there is. I never realised. Um, there's no gas, kids. You're going to have to wait till tonight. Or maybe yeah. the morning. But they don't wait, do they? Because they're so close to their, you know, grandparents' house, they decide to just crack on and go and see what it's like. And anyway, they get there and it's not the house that they remembered when they were kids. It's completely abandoned. It's completely falling apart. It is the haunted house of this horror film, isn't it, really? But nothing happens in the house. Yeah, it's just a wreck, isn't it? And then it starts to get dark and they actually realise we do need gas to carry on. So one of them... um, the lad. Well, they go down to that pool that's not a pool anymore to have a bit of, what did you call it? Honky donkey. Yeah, honky conky. <laughs> Which I think might be a dog's toy, actually. <laughs> Kong toy. And then um, they hear that generator, don't they, and think they'll nick the fuel. And then as they go into the house, there's a, there's a light on that's on. But also they find all those abandoned cars, don't they? He's doing the classic of what you would do if you're looking to find someone. He's doing the... Hello! <laughs> Hello! 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 I'm Jack P. Shepard. <laughs> is anyone there? You know, he, he, he's trying to get attention and there is nothing, which is when the film starts to get a little bit weird because the minute I saw those abandoned cars, I was like, well, that's clearly the victims of whoever the Chainsaw Massacre person is. And he walks into the house, doesn't he? Mm. The key rule of any horror film is don't go into the house. Whereas this lad, ballsy as anything, leaves his girlfriend on the swing and just walks into the house, starts exploring. And then instead of someone responding with a a Jack P. Shepard impression, it starts making pig noises and then just appears and hits him round the head with a sledgehammer. He gets him in, doesn't he, by making those noises? Yeah. And then he smacks him over the head. And I remember... When I first saw that, the brutality of just one smack and it's done yeah, really struck yeah. me. It wasn't like a jump or it was just boom, done. And he shuts that door yeah. so rapid, that yeah, steel yeah. door, you're like, oh shit, dead. Yeah. And obviously you talked about the brutality of that one hit, but that's kind of a theme, isn't it? They all talk about how they killed the cows by basically hitting him on the head and you could do it in one hit and that was the best way to do it. Funnily enough, though, he says the hitchhiker in the car, they do talk about how they kill, kill him with that 
bolt, don't they, in the thing? Yeah. And he went, oh, I prefer the old-fashioned way where they used to just hit him with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And that's how the first guy dies, with a sledgehammer over his over his head. And he says in the car, my grandpa was the best killer out of all of them. Oh. He's not so good later on, is he, old grandpa? So, then in typical horror story fashion, the next one goes in, the next one dies. But she goes in and sees all of those carcasses, doesn't she? And the yeah, feathers. Yeah. And I know yeah. it didn't seem shocking to you, but the chicken caught in the cage making that noise at the time when you saw it made you a bit disorientated like what the fuck is this Mm. that was quite a normal thing in rural Dorset (laughs) where I grew up (laughs) that's the sort of thing that we we used to live with (laughs) so then she's in there and she sees all these carcasses and she starts to go a bit mad doesn't she like screaming that's my favourite shot in the film that when she goes in the house and that director follows her from behind. He does that low shot. He does, he does it quite a few times. He puts the camera really low. Yeah. yeah. Just so everyone else seems taller and everything looks, you know, more scarier. One of the bits that really did it for me, he gets hold of her and puts her on a meat hook. Yeah. That was the one bit where I kind of believed she was on the meat hook. That bit I went, oh, that's... That's disturbing. When I saw that as a kid, I was like, my head fell off. Because she's still alive, watching it. Watching her boyfriend get chopped up for mints. Yeah. So then back over in the haunted house, they're still upstairs, whilst Franklin obviously can't get upstairs. He's rolling around and the lad goes, right, I'm going to go and see where they've gone to. So he goes and then it's the same old story, isn't it? But he hears her in the freezer, doesn't he? What's interesting is, which you don't really get now, is you know that you said, Colson, before, don't go in the haunted house. Yeah. You do get people who go in the haunted house, go, why would you go in there? But very cleverly, Mm. it's always a noise that pulls them in. Entices them in, yeah. Entices. So she's screaming in the freezer and he hears that banging. And he's looking for his friends. I mean, it's it's not like he's just. What, I mean, he is looking for a room, and he see doesn't he see her coat or her jacket or something on the outside? Yeah. So that gives him initiative to go inside. The house seems the only option, doesn't it? They're in the middle of nowhere. If there's going to be anyone to help them, they're going to be in the safety of the house. But also, the context of the film, course, is it's perfectly safe. They're in a van. They're having a good time. They've picked up a weirdo. Yeah. No petrol, fine, there's a house. There's no context to it being, like, creepy or night or anything. They do it in the day. Yeah. That's what also was so spinny about that film. It starts in the day. So when you watched it for the first time, you're like, oh, fuck, they're killing day, night. They're never going to be stopped. Mm. They're not worried about being seen. He's chopping them up in the middle of the day. So next lad's dead anyway, isn't he? How does he go? The shutter's involved in that again. Only one dies with a chainsaw. You know that? I did think that. I did think when... And a bit that threw me, which obviously can't be legit, is at the start of the film it says this is based on... It's a true true story. story, Which is bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, but at the time though, Coles, can you imagine when a film is telling you this is based on a true story? Of course, you're just going to believe it. It wasn't the time of the internet. If someone said on a film this is based on a true story, because that happened a lot, based on a true story, you're like, oh. Well, actually, it technically is based on a true story. It's the Ed Gein. Oh, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. There was a serial killer in America called Ed Gein, and he killed two people. And I think he cut some of their flesh off and he uh, decorated his house in their flesh. Like he'd make a lampshade out of their flesh and stuff like that. He got arrested and everything and they got him, whatnot, yeah. So it's loosely based on that. Also at the time when it came out, you know, like this film sort of, it's not just Leatherface that's the baddie, is there? There's sort of like the whole family. Family, yeah. So the Manson family, they just killed people in LA hadn't they yeah so that was a a topic of discussion what was going on in America at the time when this came out so it was loosely based on Manson's Ed Gein do you know what I mean so that's where I think with artistic license they could get away with saying loosely based on a true story 
You know the lad that did the voiceover for that? Do you know how he got paid? No. He got a joint of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his payment. That was his payment. That was my one bit of like thing that I found out when looking into the film. Oh. So anyway, we're back at the ruins of the house and we're down to two, aren't we? We're down to two. But the car's on with the headlights, isn't it? Which is wasting fuel, in my opinion. And they've taken the key when the headlights are on. And then he goes, they've taken the key. I'm like, well, they can't have actually because the headlights are on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then out of nowhere, old Leatherface chainsaw. The chest. Yeah. And that's a bad one. What's the girl called? Tina. I can't remember. She just screams all the time. All the time. And she does the classic thing of leaving the lad who's in the wheelchair. Oh, you have to. He's gone. Yeah, but he can't wheel away no, from exactly. that, No, exactly. Exactly. Chainsaw straight. And I love how the shot was through the straight through the middle. Like, mm. not like slice and dice is in the chainsaw went straight, straight through the middle. I can't believe that chainsaw was real. Because he does some mad shit. He's running at full pelt with a chainsaw. Well, he was six foot four and, in real life, and he put on three inch <laughs> uh, boots, heels on, so that he was even fucking bigger. So he was six even fucking taller. seven. Peter Crouch. Those were the days. Health and safety, no. Bugger that. You've got a chainsaw, it's on. You've also got stilettos, run. So he kills him and then he's just got her, hasn't he? It's a chase, and all she does is scream. And some of the acting in this film is horrendous, isn't it? It is, but then that also had a context. It is shit, but it also, at times when you were first watching it, part made you feel like you were watching something a bit real. I did like, um, is it Gunnar Hansen? Gunnar Hansen, who's, he's the guy who's got the chainsaw. Yeah. Someone's knocking on my door. Oh, God. Go, right. great. This Go is on, exciting. This will be plumber. plumber. Oh, this is going to fucking fuck the podcast now. Plumber's come off. Can you hear it? I was just in the building. I've come to fi- fix your taps. I've come to fix... <laughs> Chainsaw starts. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit, Colson. What if we see him get murdered now on camera? I don't know. What would you do? Would you keep watching? <laughs> I keep watching. He's back. Oh, he's, he's, back. back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. He's loving it. it it's the plumbers. <laughs> we thought it was Leatherface. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone hears any banging, it's the plumber. Yeah. Apologies. apologies. Where were we? So we were there. The girls running away. They've got her, haven't they? They've her. got her. And it's a kind of, that's the exploitation part of it, isn't it? That man chasing the final girl. What I liked about it, though, is that they obviously wanted to keep the women for something, didn't they? Like they were going to tear their face off or something. He seemed to be into making masks out of the women. Like the lads, he just sort of killed, didn't he? And wasn't asked about. Yeah, he put her in the freezer. Yeah, and her, he sat her down at the dinner table. Yeah. The moment when you realise that he is the dad. Yeah. When she escaped, yeah. That was a moment where I went, oh, fuck. Like, there's no good around here. She gets to the gas station, yeah. doesn't she? she runs and she's looking station. for help. She does well, because I would have got lost. She's running around that wood for ages. She finds the gas station who said, we've got no petrol. He says, don't worry, don't worry. There's no one there. Sit down. I'm going to ring the police. And then it's a barbecue, isn't it? They eat some barbecue. Well, she sees what they're cooking don't you? What were they cooking? It looks Body like humans. Part. Yeah, I, I I gathered that, but it was just the Vimeo link was obviously a bit too yeah to pick it out. And they've obviously eaten the barbecue, haven't they, earlier in the day, which makes it even freakier. I found this the most disturbing bit, really, when he's got her and he's bashing her out with that broom. Weird. It all feels a bit like playing with an animal. It's like a play around this murder i find that quite disturbing especially when i first saw it that felt very it wasn't just a slasher film it's like cruel on that woman so they sit her down at the table don't they and then they bring that granddad down don't they they're like the lifeless body you think he's dead yeah and then has the suck of blood now bear in mind caution if you're seeing this as a kid and you've got no reference the guy who you thought was dead upstairs is actually alive 
His face is falling off and he's sucking the blood out of a girl's finger. I mean, by this stage, you're beside yourself. <laughs> you know, you're all over the place. You're like, what the fuck? Because you haven't seen anything like this. Bear in mind, every single slasher come film really has come from this original. On the whole, really, from these kind of films. And you see that for the first time, you're like, that's messed up. The bit that got me was when they, they they then decide that they're going to kill her, but they're going to let Grandad kill her, aren't they? Yeah. So that it's when they put her down over the bucket. And he keeps failing. He's got the hammer and he's trying to bash her brains in with the hammer. Could you imagine being her? I mean, it's shocking. It's It's psychologically shocking to witness that. And there's obviously that... What's all going on? Hang on. Oh, you know what this is, Jack? This mm. is the plumber. So the guy in the bathroom now isn't a plumber. Yeah. He's made it up. Oh, no. And then then he oh, picks no. up the phone and in now. a horror movie and he goes, hello? Hello? The plumber? No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. The plumber's already... No, he's, no, he's not. not. It, it, the plumber's assistant had to go back to the van. It is... <laughs> the, the, I thought of a whole scenario here. <laughs> Ben's was good. Yeah. My anxiety levels are increasing by the minute. So they've, they're have they trying to kill her and you realise that the whole family are in on it and they're all killers. But she gets away. She gets away. She jumps through the window, nearly breaks her ankles. That made me think, God, you're fucking desperate to get away. So now yeah. you're like willing her to get away. Then she legs it to the road and you realise it's daylight. So she's been there all night. Oh, oh, yeah. And then she yeah. runs out into the middle of the road, chased by the lad, and he gets run over by a truck. Yeah. Which is a great shot. Great shot. Amazing <laughs> shot. And then... She hitchhikes that truck, that 18-wheeler down, doesn't she? Yeah. She's like, stop, stop, stop. So he does stop. Yeah. She gets in the van, but then Leatherface turns up, doesn't he? With the chainsaw. <laughs> but, but they get in the van... And she goes through the van to the other side yeah. of the door. Wouldn't you stay in the van and shut the wind lock the door? Well, he's coming in. He's coming in with a chainsaw, <laughs> isn't he? So she has to get out. She can't set off quick enough. And then the lad who's driving the truck gets out, thinking, "What the fuck has gone on here? I've run someone over, yeah. and now a lad with a chainsaw is coming after me." He ends up getting it, doesn't he? No, he runs, but she just jumps in another truck and kind of leaves him to fend for herself. Yeah. It's that weird, that shot of him swinging the chainsaw, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's kind of the power. Well, what I think was shocking with that final image is the frustration, but also the enjoyment. He's not dead, though, is he? And he's not arrested. No. He's got away with it, in a way. You know that bit where he's chasing her and he falls down and he gashes his leg? Yes, yeah. Bearing in mind, that's a real chainsaw. Do you know how they got that shot? He had to run fake falling over he had to chainsaw his leg they put a steel plate over the top of his leg no way and then put a bag of meat on top of the plate with like a blood pack so that when he went on the chainsaw on the steel plate the bag of meat exploded but he still put the chainsaw to his leg so that the bag of meat exploded the steel plate and the friction between the chainsaw rubbed so hard it burnt his leg. And when he screams, he's actually in pain. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's shocking. I loved it, man. I could see it on your face, man. That pain was amazing. No, no, it's, it's burnt me. I've chopped my own leg off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Great, keep it in. Do you know how much the budget was? Go on. 80 grand. It was meant to be 60, but they upped it to 80. Do you know how much Leatherface got paid? Not a lot. $700. <laughs> you don't see his face. Apparently they did a remake, didn't they? Oh yeah, they've done they've done Leatherface 2, Leatherface's Kids and all that. Did you see the remake? Funnily enough, I watched this film the other night and it finished at about 2 in the morning or something and I still had enough fuel left in the tank so I thought I'd put on the remake <laughs> after. <laughs> because I remember when the remake came out in like 2003 three, four-ish, something like that. Jessica Beale, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think so. And I wanted to watch it and sort of compare and think, is it scary? Is the old one scary? Is the old one better? Is the new one better? 
And I actually think it's got more of a better story, actually, the remake. I think it is a better film. I think the director's a bit more experienced than what... Is it Toby Hooper? Yeah. Because some of his shots are strange. I don't think it's edited particularly well. I think he might have edited it, actually. But it sort of lingers on too many scenes for far too long. Not in a weird, good way. Yeah. Although, strangely, when you're watching it, that also makes you feel like it's more home done. Because it's not conventional shots or editing. It feels all a bit off. So you think, well, it's a bit like a home movie. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't watching it from that sort of premise. I wasn't coming from it from that sort of point of view. Whereas when you first watched it, Ben, I guess you were. Is it real? It's real. By the time you're halfway in, by the time she's screaming away from the lad, it's tricked you into that place where you've gone, oh God, I'm full in here now. It's late at night. The VHS is shit. We've managed to get this film. It's taken us years to get it. Don't tell anyone you've got it. You'll be banned from the video shop. We'll never get anything. And you've got a kind of dodgy copy. So, yeah, you thought at the time it was real. Are we going to do ratings? So, it, I, I, can smell, I can smell ratings. Okay. But I think before that, we best have, we better have a, a little bit of a break and better check on that plumber calls. <laughs> check his certificates and his ID. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So before we rate this week's movie, Jack has got something that he wants to bring to the party. Yeah, so me and Ben usually send each other films, uh, suggestions about films that uh, we both think the other person would like and he sent me one this film that's on netflix that you can watch it's called monos ben is it monos i would say yeah if you're a fan of city of god uh, the brazilian film about gangs in brazil and young children learning to be soldiers uh, it's basically sort of that isn't it but set in colombia yeah, it's like a lord of the flies really yes lord of the flies kids in uh, colombia learning to be soldiers and it's a, a subtitle film, but it's on Netflix now. It's a it's a, a, a hidden gem, basically. It's this week's hidden gem. This week's Jack's hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> I need a jingle. You need a I jingle. Need a jingle. Hello, I need a... Jack's hidden gem. So it isn't necessarily a film that you would pick for the podcast, but it's a film that you think people, if they like films, they should go and watch. Yes, during lockdown, we're all stuck for something to do, and sometimes you have to dig right deep in netflix to get these ones out not the initial ones it suggests monos m-o-n-o-s yes because actually if you then like it and watch it it will then start giving you suggestions sort of based on that so you can get a bit deeper again into netflix that's it make sure you like it and then it starts giving you suggestions so jack's tip for the week monos right speaking of like it Let's see what we thought of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Starting off with you two. So when I watched this, 
I suppose my rating has changed. Now I've done the podcast and I was going to come in and absolutely slate this film, if I'm honest. I didn't find it scary. I thought the cameras were shit. You couldn't really see what was going on. Uh, and I get that now from what Ben's saying is that's the, that's the sort of element that adds to it being, is it real? Are these people actually dying? So at the time, I suppose, when it came out in the 70s and... Like Ben says, you couldn't get in to see the film. It was X-rated. You couldn't get hold of it. It was banned. There was a lot of hype about this film. Then when you saw it, you, you did think what you were seeing was real. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go five point eight. Well, I like it. Five point eight. Yeah. Ridley Scott got the idea for this film for Alien. Do you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a classic trope, isn't it? Price. Do I rate it now? Being older and yet. Yeah. I can see all those holes. I definitely can. It's like anything. Very see what 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 happens now, which which doesn't happen with films, which I suppose happens with a phone or maybe trainers or something. You get that sense of having to wait for something. There's a anticipation. anticipation. The anticipation. Imagine seventy four. You don't get to see it till eighty four. You've had ten years of people saying this film is bad. It's like someone saying something on the internet, like you'll never get that on the internet and then eventually find it 10 years later and go, Oof. so I suppose when I was watching it, I was all the thoughts and feelings of when I first saw it came back up and I got into it a bit. I got, I was a bit like when she's running away, I'm going fucking star was with me. Didn't wake up at all. You, she could nerves of steel. She didn't give a shit. Dropped a few bombs, <laughs> smelling the place out. She wasn't bothered. So, when I saw it, for me, as a kid, it was definitely a 9 or a 10 for what I'd been scared by. Now, you're lucky if it gets a 3 or 4. But I suppose I've got to go in between because it did have a massive effect on me when I was a kid. Massive. But TVs were shitter. I mean, it, you you couldn't see everything, could you? Do you know what I mean? On the picture, on no. the screen. You had a fucking tiny telly and you were downstairs with the lights off, the sound down around it because you weren't meant to be watching it. And then you seen this guy going, soaring people up, mincemeat. And then you, you talk to your mates and go, yeah, well, they ate them. They're fucking mm. what? Yeah, they ate people. And then nothing came after it for ages, for years. Nothing came out. Everything tried to recreate it, but nothing came up. So I think I'll go in the middle. I'll take a little bit of what I've got there and a little bit I've got now. So I'll go purely because it is a film I think you should see, and you haven't, which is the point of the podcast. I'll go at 6.5. So it's not my film. I think that is something that is quite clear. You know, it's that isn't a film that I would ever choose to watch yeah yeah um i wouldn't choose to watch a horror and if i did want to watch a horror i want to be scared yeah you know and horrors now for me in my generation you're talking jumps you're talking ghosts you're talking quick shots door slamming that kind of thing you're not talking people getting cut to ribbons by a chainsaw it just doesn't cut it anymore we've seen that we've seen that we're not I've seen people chop their own legs off. Not really. <laughs> it's that bit of, you know, it it all does just look a bit cack, but that is me watching it in 2021. Yeah, but that's valid. That's valid. It's 50 years. I have to appreciate how old it is, and I think the reason that I'm giving the rating that I'm giving it is because I do appreciate that it, it's old. So I'm going five, straight in the middle. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair because... Yes, I thought it was cack, and it didn't it's, scare it's me. It's a funny one, isn't it? The, the test of time with horrors, it's a very, very, very difficult one to pull off. Think about it another way. You're in 74, and you're watching a movie from the 20s. Yeah. That's the leap. It's fucking huge. I can completely appreciate everything that it tried to do, and like Ben is saying, at that time, what that film did to him still sticks with him now. I'm 22 years old, I still haven't watched Blair Witch Project. If anyone ever suggested to watch a film like that, I'd be like, fuck no. Oh, we might have to pick that one then. The idea of that scares the shit out of me. And I imagine Texas Chainsaw Massacre has that with 
people. But for me now, I've watched it. I just thought, oh, but also, <laughs> well, that was nothing. When you're watching a film back in those days, there's no spoilers, there's no trailer. I mean, the trailer doesn't show you anything. So there's no way of going on the internet and going, seeing bits of it. You've got a tape that you've never seen that other people have talked around for months and gone, oh, this happens, but I can't tell you that and that happens. And then you put it on and you're like, yeah, but it's a contact. I think you're dead right, Coulson. I think you're dead right. So, yeah, so what's that then? So we've got 5.8, 5, and what What were you, 6 point? Was that 6.5? Yeah. 17 and a bit, 17. 17.3. Oof. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's not, but we've talked about why it's not. It's context. Mm. It doesn't work as a context, which I have to take. Not everyone's going to have remembered it from fucking... 1974. Yeah. But I tell you what, if you give that story, if you say, right, you've got a year and 25 million quid, the premise of that film, they could remake now and they could make it fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That premise works whatever year. But you are caught in this thing where people have been desensitised to what they see. Interesting. We couldn't get to see this film. How surprised were we? Yeah, that you couldn't, you get, couldn't it, get it. It wasn't there. So that means yeah. any film at any time is available to anyone. And imagine if it was the reverse. You could not get those films. Yeah. But now you can. You can watch 10 films a night if you want. It's back to the audience pick next week. So I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different. I can't believe how many people vote. It's loads. Yes, yeah, loads. So the four that came out from the semi-finals, we had Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, versus One Hour Photo. Now, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, I have seen in the West End. I was 12 years old. I just finished my audition for Bridget Jones's Diary. And as a reward, I got to pick a um, musical to go watch. And... I, the musical I wanted to watch, I couldn't because it was sold out. So my mum went, we'll go and watch that one. <laughs> 12 years old, 12 years old, in London, already being bullied in school, sits in the audience. It starts, and I just remember hearing, chick, 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 and it was everyone putting a pound in for the binoculars. Yeah. And all these women went, woo! And just on stage came all these topless men. And I was like, oh, God. What what is this? And my mum's there looking at me thinking, might might not have been the wisest pick this. <laughs> Go west. It was full and From that full moment, on. you went, mum, I want to be in show business. <laughs> I'm born to be a star. Get me on. Get me a dress. I'm going on. <laughs> so actually, I would have loved to have yeah. watched that because I've never seen I the, love film, the film. But the play does, it holds something yeah. with me. I think probably because it was the first thing I watched yeah, yeah. in the West yeah. End and it made me realise that you can be camp, like it's allowed sort of thing. So I would have loved to have watched that, but it was that versus one hour photo and one hour photo won by quite quite yeah, a distance. On shut on it. Did yeah, it shut, shut on, on it. it. Yeah. One hour, the one hour photo shut on Priscilla. So let's go to the other semi-final, which is Drive yep. and Parent Trap. <laughs> yes. So I've never seen Drive. Have you I not? Have, oh, no. Mint. And I have seen Parent Trap. Randomly, Parent Trap, do you know who it was suggested by? Who? Brooke Vincent. Oh, <laughs> there's a synopsis. <laughs> So I think there might have been a slight sabotage in this because it absolutely whooped Drive oh, and then no, went on to the final and absolutely wiped the floor with one hour photo. Did won, it? won by about 2,000 votes. Oh, oh wow. God. She's instigated. So the film we are watching is The Parent Trap. And <sighs> we're going to be having a synopsis from Brooke, who's wanted to get on the podcast for ages, so yes, she's she managed does. to find a way to sabotage it and force her way on. So yeah, Lindsay Lohan, Disney Channel film. Oh, we've got that, haven't we? We've got the Disney Plus. Disney Plus. We've got Disney, yeah. yeah. Mint. So 
you won't have to download it illegally like you may have done for <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's available to watch on Disney+. Plus. So if you can't wait until next week when we're doing The Parent Trap, you can keep in touch with us on social media, at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. There's plenty of stuff going out on the Instagram. Everyone's on it. Colson's mum, Jane, is the admin for that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got any questions, she'll say she's answered them, but she won't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we we want to hear from you this week we want to hear have you ever picked a hitchhiker up if so what are your stories <laughs> there's, there's, oh, there's loads that we want to know and you will know that next time we run a competition our postage is about two to three months <laughs> so you know that you're in for a treat it's not amazon until next week um good night good, good bless. night Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.